COVID vaccines are giving more confidence to the housing market. The CFPB is proposing a foreclosure ban. And Zillow's making cash offers based on this estimate. Sarah and I talk about it all next on Tool Time. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon. We are back on Tool Time, and we've got some juicy real estate topics this week. A really cool story about a business in Westchester that, I mean, was kind of mind-blowing in some ways. But let's start at the top with the lead story we came up with, which is COVID vaccines are giving people more confidence in the housing market. What do you think about all this, Sarah? Yeah, this has been kind of a long time coming. Um, you know, there has been the vaccine's been coming out. Now it's becoming available to more and more people. The 19th um, of this month, also my birthday, uh, is <laughs> the day that it's going to be available for everybody 16 and older. So it's really it's going to be there for the people who want to get it. And it's building a lot of confidence and it's going to push the housing market along. Yeah, and uh, so let me give you some stats because this all came from a survey, surveys that were done with uh, various different housing authorities. So uh, according to the Fannie Mae Home Price Sentiment, which is some statistic they use to determine like where people feel about the, the, the level of confidence in pricing, it's up 5.2 points from February, and year over year it's up 0.9, uh, so less than a point. But considering we were locked down and couldn't leave our houses a year ago, that's a pretty, I mean, that, 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 that's a big improvement, yeah. Um, a, a lot of people feel like it's a great time to sell um, a lot of people don't think it's a great time to buy, which I disagree with. You know, my view is that this is a pretty incredible market to buy in if you're ready to compete because you're getting a low rate and a lower payment. So I think that's you know maybe the messaging is not right there. Um, and when you look at kind of way, the way things have 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 kind of played out here over the past 12 months, because really that's what they're talking about. Um, household income uh, is up in 25% of houses, is down in 15% of houses. 82% of people feel like they're not going to lose their job anymore. So, right. I mean, that gives people a lot more confidence. So, uh, yeah, and, and Zillow's predicting 25% more sales this year, which, which I find really interesting. So, like, what do you think this means for the market, Sarah? I mean, you know, I, I think there is natural confidence now that people feel safer. There's less uncertainty. What, what do you think this means for the market? And, I mean, just the, the job security factor in there certainly helps as well. Um, and I think we're also shifting from there was a, a time period there not that long ago where everybody was like, this market's crazy. This is nuts. Like, what are we doing? And now it's it's shifted to more of a it's an opportunity. It mm -hmm. is an incredible uh, time to buy. It's different than what it had maybe been in other time periods. But if you are motivated and you're somebody that uh, can compete, it's a great time to buy. Um, you've got the low interest rates. You've got the fact that you are building equity in that home um, quicker every month yes. than in previous timeframes. So I know, you know, a lot of people, a big concern that they throw out, one of the top things people say is, I don't want to overpay for this home. You're not overpaying for the home. Like there are other people that are willing to pay that much and more for the home. And right off the bat, you're starting to build equity in that home. You're building value in that home. Other homes that are being sold right around there are getting appraised higher and higher. So it's um, it's really a, a great time to buy if you are prepared to do so. Well, I, I think you, you bring up a really good point. You have to be ready for what you're getting into. And Warren Buffett, who uh, he's a billionaire, right? Everyone knows him. If you don't Google him, I'm not going to explain it. He always says you want to be the one that's like buying when a lot of other people aren't. And, and, when you're, and, and even though there's all this demand, not a lot of people are getting the houses. So right. if you're one of those few and – 
to your point, I mean, the way prices are up, and they're almost up 1% a month right now, which I have never seen. So immediately you're just building that equity and you're building wealth instead of paying someone else's rent, paying somebody else's mortgage. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, that's a really, really interesting point that you bring up there. And it's more about framing it in, in light of history because these are still, besides the 2.5% rates we saw for like six months, these are the lowest rates ever recorded in history. And you know what, what I see happening here, and this is probably the best news for the market about the vaccines, think about all those people last year. And you, you've probably met some of them. I know I have. Hey, we're not doing anything. We don't know what's going on. We're in a great spot here. We're in a great financial position. We are not selling. Mm-hmm. People that are wanting to downsize, right? Like those people. I mean, they've you know they're they're more susceptible to the coronavirus than someone that's you know our age and maybe a little healthier. Just with you know, just, I mean, that's what that's what all the, the the studies say. So absolutely, I anticipate two things. One, more sellers come to the market over the next three four months because people are getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. We're like the worst state at vaccines, and it's still coming in eleven or twelve days here. Whatever the math is. More importantly. We're in the spring selling season when a lot of people have been waiting to put their home on the market. They want to get like the flowers in the flower beds, right? The fresh mulch, all that. And the I'm trees, not saying, the trees yeah. to bloom right I, at the right time. Yeah, it is very nice looking around here right now. So uh, I'm with you there. And no matter what the market conditions are, year over year, this is when you see the most inventory come to the market. So for the buyers that are out there, like if you've been waiting, like be on your phone, have the alerts set up, and be ready to go because. Yeah. People are feeling safer going outside. I mean, and you can see it just in the day-to-day around here. I mean, it's, yeah. it's night and day from last year. You saw a person this time last year, they looked at you like you had leprosy, and you could have been fine. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do see a couple things here. I think you're absolutely right on. There's an incredible opportunity here for buyers. Yeah. And hopefully more sellers show up. That's what we all need, right? That's what we need. So <laughs> very exciting news. There. I think this is some of the best news we're seeing, and I think there's more optimism than ever about the housing market. So let's talk about this CFPB story. Um, and this, to me, is... A little crazy, right? So the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, they are proposing a foreclosure ban until 2022. What do you think about all this? Well, so that is basically saying that they are not going to foreclose until that point. So there's a lot of uh, people that could be in a position that otherwise would have had to go into foreclosure. Yes. That now could have the opportunity to maybe go ahead and just list their home yeah, if they're in a tight spot, um, and that would give them the ability to to sell their home, pay off their debts, and not have to have it foreclosed. Take advantage of the seller's market. Um, but I believe a point that you had brought up while we were kind of uh, discussing this was legally. I mean, are they are they able to do that? Um, I don't know. Well, so that, that's funny you mention that. And I mean, obviously, we have a show prep meeting and we go through these things. And um, I, I do agree with you. If you look at like how foreclosure works, so typically once you're 120 days delinquent, then you go into foreclosure. 2.1 million of the people in forbearance right now, they're past 90 days. Right. They're not paying their loans. So I, I and I, I've seen some like I, I, you know, knowing what we know in the market, some people we've talked to, they go into forbearance. We've seen their homes come onto the market. So those are the smart ones. I mean, I right. think that is a really smart financial decision. Like if you're if you're living beyond your means, you're spending a payment that you can't afford, cash out and get the money out of the house. I mean, right. it's a, like this is, you know, you don't want to hold on to an asset and then have your credit get screwed up and all these negative things that can impact you through through foreclosure, deficiency judgments, right? Uh, and there was two people that uh, had come out. So one is the uh, former CEO of the Mortgage Bankers Association, Dave Stevens, and you know he came out and said, hey. Is this violating pre-existing agreements, right? So is this violating contracts? Because when you buy a home, right, 
you sign, hey, I, a promise to pay, right? Your promissory note. I'm not left-handed, but that's the, um, <laughs> you sign the promissory note, I promise to pay. Well, now does that foreclosure, you know, just stop at this point? Say, right. okay, well, you know, we're going to, I mean, like, what, what's going to happen here? I don't know if they have the legal ability to do that. And then um, from Realty Track, the executive vice president, Rick Shangra, uh, uh, he said that you're absolutely disrupting contract law here. So I, this, I, you know, this is, there's going to be a lawsuit that happens here. Right. Someone's going to sue, and then we're really going to find out. I think the CFPB is going to do this anyway if this Regulation X amendment gets passed, but I just don't know if it's legal. Right. I think there's going to be pushback. So how do you think the lawsuit plays out? I think it will take a long time. (laughs) Great observation. I love that. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a quick quick decision. Um, But ultimately, I mean, I I think they're going to have to – I think they're going to have to side with um, them not being able to step in and, and make this make this rule because that's not part of the contract and contracts are contracts. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm in, from a logical perspective and law and logic don't always go mm-hmm. hand in hand. We have a lot of lawyer friends and they're, they're probably the first ones to tell you that. <laughs> Even though it makes complete sense to a layperson, the lawyer says, yeah. well, you know, and then right. you get into that. So I, I do agree. I mean, I think there's going to be, somebody's going to sue and right. I don't think it's going to be the bar where the sues. I think it's no. going to be the bank that sues oh, and say, I, hey, give me our money. Yeah. And they have a lot more budget to sue. And right. I don't and I, I, I wonder who they're going to sue. Are they going to go after the C, uh, CFPB? Because going right. after the bar, where, I mean, these people already can't pay their bills as right. it is. Yeah, they're already in a, in a tight spot. Yeah, I, it's definitely not going to be the bar where the, that sues. It would be, yeah. Well, what, <laughs> good point. <laughs> I, but the advice for anyone that's in this, I mean, my, my view, you know, people want our opinion. They want our advice. They come mm-hmm. to us as experts. You, you should sell your home now if you're in this Absolutely. spot. Like if you're, and we've had clients that have approached us like this. I mean, I know we just, you just sold one of them, but they right. had like some financial issues. And they said, you know what? Now's the time to cash out. Let's yeah. go. And if you're in that spot, I just, the responsible thing to do, no matter how much you love your home, how much you think you can hold on to it, sell the house yeah. and get rid of the, you know, get yourself out of that situation. And this to me is not a lot different than 2008. And I was, I know you, you weren't selling real estate than I was. And, and it was, um, it was a much different situation because the values weren't going up. Right. Like you were having to short sell. You were having to go through foreclosures. So you talk about how incredible the market is. Mm -hmm. This is an incredible opportunity for people that maybe bit off more than they can chew to get a reset. Right. And I mean, and every month that goes by, they're getting, they're digging the hole deeper and deeper. And it's great point. You know, it's a good time to, to sit down, talk, figure out what your options are and, um, you know, weigh the, the pros and cons. And I think in this case, selling is is going to be the the pro and i think that's what's going to be able to to get you out of your tight spot and then have you have the opportunity in the future um to you know become a homeowner again uh versus you know also get your money out of the house instead yeah. of lose it right and because I, I unfortunately what happens a lot of times when people are in these positions they kind of like shut down i've seen this happen where they shut down they don't they don't want to do anything they're ticked off and you're leaving money on the table. There's equity mm-hmm. in the home in a lot of cases. I mean, I think of just that, that client you're just working with now where, like, they had a lot of equity in the home. And they're like, now's the time to get out of this place. Right. And, uh, th- and, and that's, like, if you're in that situation, like, the best thing you can do, just call a local expert. I don't care who it is. Just call somebody. Call someone who knows what they're doing that can help you and put you in touch with someone that can help you take advantage of these market conditions. But the Absolutely. CFPB... I, I don't. I don't like this move. I think this is a bad move because what precedent is set? It's okay right. not to pay your bills. Right. Right. I mean, this is how people got in trouble in 2008. That caused that whole recession because they were 
taken like a pulse. Oh, no doc loan, no problem. Like it was crazy. Right, right. If you would have seen what was happening firsthand, like you would be like, how? Like you feel like Mugatu in uh, in Zoolander. <laughs> like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. So, uh, I, I I don't like the move here. Definitely see an opportunity for these folks. Yeah. Very cool. So third story, Zillow is making cash offers based on their Zestimate in 20 cities right now. The typical test cities like Arizona, Texas, Florida, these places. What do you think about all this? So I think that as the seller um, of one of these homes, you're losing money by doing it this way, but you are potentially having a very quick, easy uh, transaction. Mm -hmm. So if you are not looking to get the most out of your home and you're just like, yeah, I'll take that much cash, then sure, I guess I guess go for it. Um, but I know the Zestimates can be a little bit off and absolutely you're leaving money on the table if you do it that way. It just depends on what your goals are and what your ultimate motivation is for selling and what your particular yeah, situation is. I, I agree with you there. I think for some people, the quick sale may be the better move. I mean, think mm -hmm. about the folks that like they need the money like yesterday. Right. Like that, that I, I get that situation. I'm not here to, to evaluate people's financial situation. It's mm -hmm. What's going to be the best way to go about selling your home if this is an option? If you look at the, the way they're doing this, so they're, they're displaying like the, the price like right on the site, mm -hmm. and it's going to, but taxes and fees and all that stuff aren't included in there. So that's not what you're netting, everyone. Just be aware of that. It's just like every other offer. You got to read the fine right. print, understand what's going on. And then they actually have like a litmus test to see if it's an eligible home because mm -hmm. Zillow has a buy box they look for, right? And this is any iBuyer. And an iBuyer, if you don't know, is like someone that's going to buy the home without seeing it. But then right. they'll probably come in later and inspect it. So, like, don't you know, <laughs> just just be aware. Right. And read the fine print. <laughs> yeah, read the fine print, and then they're going to come in and look at it. But they're only going to look for certain types of homes. There's a reason they go to these test markets because you look at like where we live. Look at these properties; like they're 100 years old. They got like knob and tube wiring, like pointing issue. And this isn't every home around here, but there's right. there's there's enough of these, and there's enough of the new homes. So they do have a buy box they look for because they want to make sure they can make money on it and, and realize. They want to, like any iBuyer, whether it's Zillow or something, they, they want to make money. Like, that's the idea. Yeah, so, they're not doing you a favor. They're not like, hey, let me make this really easy for you mm -hmm. for nothing. Well, and, and this, I mean, we talk, we've talked about this internally as a team for training. We've talked about it with clients. Like, it is so easy to leave money on the table right mm -hmm. now, given all these market conditions. Because when someone comes to you and says, hey, I'll buy it right now, that's probably not their best offer. Right. They're probably willing to spend more. And they're not competing with other buyers that say, I'm living on that house, on that street, because my mother-in-law is two blocks over, or maybe that's not a selling point, but whatever. Um, <laughs> or, like, I've got a reason to be here. My kids are in this elementary school. All these reasons people want to buy certain homes, mm -hmm. and they want to be there long-term, which is the opportunity in the market, because then, again, you're locking in that low payment. So if you don't want to leave money on the table, don't take the Zillow offer. I think it's that simple. I, I, I will say I'm impressed that they are putting the number on their site. I mean, they're putting their money with their mouth is. I mean, right. Zillow's, the, the takeover is on, right? We've sure. talked about this all the time. Uh, but if you're a seller, and that, that's that, that's the message here, like don't take the Zillow instant offer unless you need the money right away. Right. And it's not even on our market yet, so I guess it's really not an option up here. <laughs> but when, if it becomes available. <laughs> it, it, I'm clear it will. I mean, and they're pairing it with like Zillow offers and, you know, this is what they've been, they, they're testing this stuff. Yeah. It, was, it used to only be in one city. Yeah. Now it's in 20 test markets. I mean, there's yeah, only so many markets. they've been revving up for, for a while. They're, they're putting it in place for sure. Well, and now, like, the other thing, like, Zillow's a publicly traded company, right? So what do you, what do you think their strategy is going to be based on? Making money. Making their <laughs> stock price go up so the investors like it. Making yeah. money. That's what they look at. And 
Zillow was in the red for a while. So I think you just got to be aware of what you're looking at here, and that's more the message to the consumers. Don't do this if you want to max out your price. We said that like 20 times. I think we can probably <laughs> back off of that here. So a lot of juicy real estate topics here. I mean, I'm loving that we're having some, some really good stuff to talk about. Um, we do have a local business we want to highlight. This is crazy to me, right? So I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this right. Please correct if I'm wrong. Right in Westchester where our office is, Eklat Chocolate was named the top 50 chocolate destination in the U.S. Um, I, I had no idea this place even existed. Did you? I didn't, but I'm excited to hear about it. I love chocolate. <laughs> well, well, Mother's Day's coming up, right? Maybe you can give Eric a note here. Yeah, right. Um, so, but like, so Chris Curtin is the is the founder and then the chocolatier. Um, and he's been on Parts Unknown with Anthony Bourdain mm -hmm. before he passed away. He's done uh, collaborations with Eric Repair, like Top Chef Judge, used to have the, um, uh, obviously a lot of restaurants in New York, uh, used to... I used to run the restaurants in the Ritz. Uh, Jose Garces, mm -hmm. who has a lot of restaurants around here. Victory Brewing. I mean, and, and apparently they use rare Peruvian cocoa, which I didn't even know that was a thing. That's what you need to get to I, best I in the world. You I don't know? know if you're full of crap here or you're really, or you're serious. Um, I think more importantly, this is amazing that this local business is here in Westchester. Like, I mean, in all seriousness, like Mother's Day is coming up. There's a lot of holidays now. Um, I will be getting... I don't think Bridget watches the whole show, so maybe she'll turn on. But, like, this is definitely, like, a great gifting spot for, like, coming yeah. up. And, like, such a cool thing. I mean, like, I mean, and I went on their website and kind of checked out what they're doing. And it's, like, the traditional stuff. Like the... like the Truffles. Peanut, yeah, truffle, like the peanut butter eggs, right? Like, around yeah. Easter. But then doing this kind of wild card stuff here is, is pretty cool, too. So, I mean, that's right in Westchester. I mean, I, I definitely feel like we need to go check this out. And, and maybe we can do, like, a pizza guy rating on the chocolate one day oh and see God, how it is. yes. We can, I love it. We'll break that. We'll, we'll, we'll have a little field trip here, Sarah. But uh, <laughs> So, like, you're at a chocolate store. Like, what are you getting? So, let's see. Um, I'm a big toffee fan. Like, I love a good toffee. Um, I'm a big fan of, obviously, like, your chocolate peanut butter combo. Um, I like fudge. Actually, I like most, I like most things. So. <laughs> so, she's buying out the whole store, I'm Chris. buying out the store. <laughs> um yeah, I, I mean, I just I think that's I, I can't believe like it just shows you that you don't know what you don't know. And I mean, I've lived here pretty much my entire life, and I had no idea this place was that highly rated. I also am not a big sweets fan, so maybe that's part of it. Like, if it was a smoothie place, I'd be like, oh, these smoothies are great. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I, that's pretty cool. I, I think this is pretty wild. So they're at 24 South High Street in Westchester. Uh, their website, we'll put it up on the show here. It's eclatchocolate.com. I don't even know if I'm saying this right. It's E C L A T chocolate.com. We'll tag him on Instagram uh, when, we, when we post the story. But congratulations. I mean, that's a big deal. Top 50. I mean, that's yeah, that's amazing. Be doing something right. So, Absolutely. Very cool. So that's what we got this week. Fun show as always, Sarah. Yep. Thanks for watching, everybody.